episode of Nerd Parents is brought to you today by Chore Monster. Chore Monster is a web and mobile app that makes chores fun for kids. Now available on iOS, Windows Mobile, Kindle Fire, and Android. Sign up for your free account at choremonster.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Nerd Parents. This is episode 44, and this is the podcast where we come together every week in a positive space with a group of friends and parents to discuss parenting in a nerdy world. Just a friendly reminder, every kid's different, and so are we, so please do your research. I'm your host, Nicole Spagnolo, and I have a little boy named Mateo, who is three. And as always, I'm joined with awesome parents, and we have Eric joining us, Eric Mahler. Hey. Hello. How, how are, are you? you? Oh, you know, it's Christmas, and I'm frazzled. <laughs> and crazy <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name's Eric. For those who don't know, I have a eight-year-old named Colette and a one-and-a-half-year-old named Thaddeus. And uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, we it's me. and we have a new guest on the show, and in fact, he's so awesome. He was in the chat room, like, "Hey, hey, Chris, want to join us?" And he just said, "Yeah, let's do it." So, Chris Marsh, welcome to the show. Chris, oh no, oh no, oh no! <laughs> <Thank> you <having laughs> me. Oh, there I, he goes. Am I not here? Oh, yeah, you're here. Here yeah, yeah, there you are. Oh. Oh, yeah. I have such a, such a busy, hectic life that within a moment's notice, I can come on and do a show. And I love that. <laughs> it's a yeah. looking endorsement of my job. Um, yeah, my name is Chris Marsh. I am, people in the chat room know me as Alakar. Um, I have a daughter who is uh, 15 months now. Oh. <laughs> she's called Becca. And she's a little terror. And she's walking now, right? She's running Oh, now. wow. Right. Nice. Yeah, she she kind of skipped the walking part and just went straight to running. So that was Thaddeus too. Oh, that's that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my Luck- god. Luckily, we only have a small house, so we're not getting too much exercise out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you take her to a store, and then she's like, she, she stayed in the car. Ooh, she, something shiny. I'm out of here. Woo. Yeah, we took a Mateo to a Sam's Club one time when he first started learning to walk. And we're like, well, I guess we better keep him in the cart because <laughs> yeah. that was nerve wracking. So, well, it's really awesome to have you here. You also do a, a podcast. In fact, I was on uh, your podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah, I am the host of the Glitch podcast. We're a, you know, a, a gaming podcast. We claim for everyone, but we mainly talk about Xbox One and uh and wow. So that's pretty much it. If and you like Xbox games and World of Warcraft, come and listen to the, the glitch. glitch the glitch pod. And also, the glitch pod. I should mention, you you are running a Alliance Guild over on Earthen Ring that I'm a part of. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's the Tadpool Guild. Yep, yeah, especially for Tadpool people. So come join us if you have an Alliance character on World of Warcraft on Earthen Ring. Come look for us. We're Yay. on Facebook as well. If you search yeah. for Tadpool Guild page. Yeah, I, I've been wanting, but my husband and I had been wanting to uh, go back to the Alliance for a while. Um, and when you said you you had started up an Alliance Guild on Earth and Ring, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. So I played through most of the content. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck right now in the Grand because I told my husband that we would, we would explore in the Grand together. And he hasn't been playing. <laughs> so I'm like stuck in the Grand. So I switched over to my Horde character. And I've been playing through as Horde now, so so I'm trying to. Do you do you yeah. ever find do you play, do you play games with your spouses? Uh, my wife is not a gamer. No, she's and with the baby and everything, she's yeah. usually too tired for kids yeah. now. No, I get our, that. Our baby, is, our baby is very mummy mummy friendly. Yeah, 
Well, you so know, it took me it took me a while to kind of get back into the groove of things. How about you, Eric? Do you do you play uh, games with your wife? I try to. She's <laughs> she is. It's funny. She's a gamer in denial. She loves a, a like uh, mobile games, a lot of uh, DS games. Oh yeah, yeah. And so she's played a whole ton of Animal Crossing and uh, uh, what was it, Harvest Moon and mm, a bunch mm-hmm. of other games. And we we've played Animal Crossing a lot together. And we've even played Minecraft a little bit together before, but still, if you ask her, she'll say, "Nah, I don't like video games." But <laughs> but she she does rarely, on occasion, play video games. Sometimes with me, which is nice, but most of the time, no. Oh uh, well, you know. Oh well. Sometimes you know. I didn't marry her for her for her uh, video game, <laughs> whatnot. Well, we'd like to do a fun little thing on the show. Uh, I think this is our our yearly wrap up show. Um, I guess we maybe we should have done like the big up and down of the year, right, Eric? No. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's a little that's our, a little much. Well, yeah. That means I have to think about the I whole. Know. I don't know. Yeah. We our brains are mush. Done, What's that? Should have done like a great episode for the last one. <laughs> just play all clip the show. Clay splits across the year. <laughs> that would have been a good idea had I been more organized. And my uh, up for the year is that we're all still here chatting with each other on this show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I. I'm I'm honestly I can't believe I made it to the end of the year. I didn't I didn't know how this experiment would go. Um last night was a rough night. Um for whatever reason Mateo had a number of nightmares and I think I got about 3 hours sleep. So, oh jeez. So it happens. So know. is it was it not a night terror? It was a nightmare. Thankfully it was not a night terror. Oh, good. Um, I've been fighting if I get him if he misses that nap if I can get him to bed before 7:30. And it's really mm. hard to do that. If I can get him to bed before seven thirty, I don't. I don't have a night terror where I have to attend to him. Um, he may scream a few times, but nothing that is crazy thrashing like what I was experiencing before. Mm-hmm. So it's all about that sleep and being overtired that that um, dictates those night terrors. So yeah, uh, but I do have a few ups. Um, it's the holidays, and yeah. Eric, you inspired me. I think the last time we talked, you were telling me about how you make cookies for everyone. The cookie madness, oh, yes. my goodness. I found a list of cookie recipes on, I think it's foods.com. It was like the top 30-something cookies oh. uh, for the holidays, and I ended up printing out like seven different recipes, and I told Mark, I'm like, pick the ones that interest you. And I ended up making uh, six six different cookies on Sunday, and I had a blast. Nice. That's I just awesome. had so much fun, and Mateo helped me cook, and he, we got the uh, kitchen helper in the kitchen, and he's helping me mix. And but by the third cookie, I'm like, okay, buddy, you, you're creating more work for me than I need. <laughs> like, yeah. go play with your Legos. <laughs> we we also hit a point when because Colette likes to help. But there comes a point when you're like, okay, you can help by helping entertain your brother while mommy and I take care of the rest. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, cookies, awesome. And I have – it had the recipe for the best cookie in the world for me. It's a cinnamon cookie. Ooh. And it's it's like a snickerdoodle but like way better than a snickerdoodle. Are you a, a cinnamon fan then? I do like cinnamon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sounds good. It's wonderful. And I'll put a link in the show notes with all of these cookie recipes. If you really, I mean, I've been Ooh. giving them out to friends and family and everybody 
they love every single one of them. So Sweet. they're great. So yeah, do post those recipes because I'm usually I'm always kind of on the lookout. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, my big well, it's not a big down, but it's a it's a down that I kind of expected. Um, the first year, so Mateo's first Christmas, um, he was oh gosh, he had just. Well, our very, very first Christmas, he was, you know, very newborn. So he was just like, it's Christmas, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Yeah, no. But then next, the following year, you know, one year old, um, I didn't necessarily want to take him to like the mall for Santa or anything like that. Um, But I did want to see if I could get a picture with him and Santa. So I had a Santa's costume that I gave that I convinced Mark to put on. <laughs> and he, this seems to be a recurring theme I've heard of. Uh, another thing you've made Mate- uh, Mark wear for Mateo. <laughs> I dress Mark up in all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Bring my kid out. It's so, great. So, yeah. That's, That's all dads are good for. Just yeah. dress up and be in. <laughs> so, I, I think what I'll do is... Um, <laughs> I don't think many people have seen this picture, but maybe I'll use it as, as the uh, the thumbnail for this episode. He was not happy, <laughs> to say the least, <laughs> at all. And it was, I was like, oh, buddy. Um, and then last year, we went <laughs> to see Santa at the mall. It was a, it's a um, kind of an outdoor mall, so there's not a lot of people that go there. So Santa, there's no line for Santa ever at this place. And I barely got him to sit down with me on the chair, and Santa stood behind us. Oh. So he was not happy at that one either. And so this year, I'm thinking, okay, he's three, he's more aware, we've been talking about Santa all year, maybe you want to go see. He goes, I want to go see Santa. Okay, let's go see Santa. We get there, no Santa, no Santa, no Santa. (laughs) So... I was like, all right, buddy, no Santa, we can go. Uh, So I'm just, I'm fine with him. You know, I want to respect him. Not, I don't want to traumatize the kid. Um, It's just Santa. I'm like, it's okay, buddy. So the couple days ago, I was on my Facebook um, feed and a a sponsored advertisement came up and it's from the folks at Jib Jab and it's called Hello Santa. And you can get, uh, you, you fill out a form. Of course, you it's like nine. It's like ten bucks for the video message, and I'm not sure what it was for the actual FaceTime phone call. So you could do a FaceTime phone call with Santa, oh. and they record it and send it back to you, or you could just do a standard, "Hi, Mateo, this is Santa," and you fill in like they ask you a whole bunch of questions. So like, what's your dog's name? If you have an animal, what's the animal's name? You know, what would you like Mateo to do more? So I was like, listen to your father and grandmother. <laughs> it was so fun because really? he's he's really into watching videos right now. So like all the little videos we take, he'll watch those over and over and over and over again. He just loves to watch videos. So I thought, well, this might be kind of fun. He could watch Santa. And he – we. I, I got it this morning. It took a few days because I'm sure they're getting a lot of lot of uh, people wanting well, this service. Santa's a busy guy. He's, He's very got a busy. Lot of to yeah. make, you know? So it's just fun, and I I don't know what your thoughts are on Santa, but I know when um, when I was growing up, I remember when I asked my mom, I said, "Is Santa real?" And she she put it back on me. She goes, "Well, what do you think?" 
Mm-hmm. And I and I think I was at the age where I'm like, no, I don't think she's like. And then she talked to me about it, so mm-hmm. there was never any lying or anything like that. I mean, Santa is a feeling to me. It's it's a it's a spirit of the holiday. So oh, I couldn't agree more. That's totally how we feel. I mean, we we we're still going on with well. Hey, uh, if any parents are listening with their kids around, <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. I just want to preface headphones, this by saying, headphones. of course, I believe in Santa. We all know there's really a Santa. Santa, and then you may want to just, you know, be aware. I'm going to talk about some other things yeah, for a moment. We're par- it's a parenting podcast here. Yeah, just so you know. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, we're still going on with the whole thing. We're still playing that game, mm-hmm. as it were. And uh, but uh, she hasn't really been super inquisitive about it. She said that some kids at school have uh, said some things like maybe that like they've said that their their mom and dad are really Santa and Colette's clearly starting to have that cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. and deal with that. I think this is probably the last year this we can get away with she's it. She's nine, right? She's uh, eight. Yeah, it's around eight or nine is when mm-hmm. they kind of develop that reasoning where they go. But uh, we we figure we'll let her figure it out, and once and we're never going to lie about it. We always just kind of do the same thing. It just it's you know, hey, what do you think? It seems you know, it seems like it, it's more of ge- uh, generating that feeling of of that magic, mm-hmm. and just trying to kind of enjoy that that innocence as long as we can. Well, um, I and I look at it as an opportunity for critical thinking too. Right. That's for a the, good point. For the kid to really kind of think about it. And and that's – honestly, I was never traumatized or anything. Because I've heard stories of, you know, the, the parents get really into, like – I don't want to call it the lie, but it's a lie. It's a lie. Yeah. So there, I think there's balance. I don't know. Chris, what do you – what you're, you're not there yet, but do you have thoughts on, uh, on Santa and, and all of that? I mean, I'm – I'm hugely into Christmas. That's it's my Christmas is my holiday, whereas for my wife it's Halloween. Yeah. Um. So you know, Christmas this year is all me. It's so I'm doing everything. I'm wrapping the presents. I'm decorating that. Oh, oh we're Skype. and she's yeah. doing nothing because she doesn't like it. <laughs> um. But but yeah, going back to the the Santa thing, I remember when I found out. I think I was about eight or nine, and I came out of my bedroom because I heard someone rustling by the front door or by the bedroom door. And I found my dad just crouched over, putting a present down on the ground in front of my in front of the door. Yeah, I'm like Dad, what are you doing? And he just kind of got up, felt the present a little bit. Oh, I just I just heard someone putting this here. <laughs> uh, dad, give it up. <laughs> you're rumbled, Dad. I know what you're doing. Caught you red-handed. <laughs> you busted. Yeah, you know I um what what um my parents did when I figured it out is they brought us into the fold of the fun. So now, because I had younger siblings, mm, so mm-hmm. uh, I got to help wrap Santa's gifts and and help decide what Santa might be bringing. And so that kind of helped save it a bit for me. It didn't, it wasn't so, I remember it didn't feel so drastically devastating. It was just like, oh, okay, so this is this game we're playing to have fun. Mm-hmm. So I, now I get to play the game in a new way. Yeah. I, I think when the kids like to the parents, do not, don't lie to me. Tell me the truth. That's when you need to like say, well, you tell me what you think. Why do you think this? 
And mm-hmm. and I think if you put the question back on them and allow and allow that to be an open dialogue, if especially if they're old enough, um, it's it's just an opportunity. I look at it as more of an opportunity. So while Mateo's young, it's fun. You know, he he links Santa to the holiday to the the caroling. He loves. We love going out and looking at the lights. I. I'm so happy that he likes to look at lights because I love looking at Christmas lights and going and mm-hmm. looking at all the different houses. Uh, so it's to me, it's all bundled up in in the season. And we're a secular family. So we kind of sing everything. We sing the Hanukkah songs. We sing Christmas songs. We sing mm-hmm. all of it. It's just, for me, I just love this time of year. Everybody's a little nicer. Everything's just a little sweeter. I don't know. <laughs> gaining no, I'm, all I'm the totally pounds. We're, we're almost exactly the same. It's weird. We're also a secular family, but we get super into Christmas. Yeah. And and like it just it sounds like the three of us are all about the Christmas. All we're about totally the Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of uh and, and and like I said, it's not necessarily a big down. He's still young, so I can see why you would, you know, as a child, you would not want to sit on a strange old man's lap. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, who's this bearded guy? Uh, yeah, have you have you seen those the buzz, buzz feeds going around with which is like thirty um, pictures of like kids and horrible Santa experiences? Yeah, <laughs> they're so bad. Some of those things are horrifying. I know. I'm like, oh, that's so horrible. That kid is like in tears, reaching, and they go, smile, click. <laughs> <laughs> see some of those Santas and you think, what parent puts their child on his, his lap? He looks like he escaped from somewhere. I know. You know? Especially the ones that wear the mask. There was like a period of time, I guess in the 40s, where they all wore a Santa mask. And it just looks like... Weird. Um, what was that movie? You're next. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Where they're wearing the mask. And, oh gosh. So sit right. on the creepy man's lap. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Chris, how about you? What's what's some ups and downs for for the, the uh, season? You know, up. Obviously, it's Christmas time. As I said, I love Christmas, and um, it that also plays into my down, which is Christmas blues, mm-hmm. because um. For people who don't know, I am, obviously, I'm an Englishman, but I live in America now. And this year will be the first year in 27 years that I've spent Christmas away from my family. Oh. So it's it's kind of, you know, good and bad because my daughter is old enough now to where she does appreciate kind of Christmas. She loves looking at lights. She loves the tree. She loves everything like that. But at the same time, you know, my mom and dad won't be there to witness that for her. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it's a little FaceTime, FaceTime. Do lots of FaceTiming with them. Yeah. Our plan is to have like a, a little mini Christmas in the morning, just at home, just the three of us, and we're gonna Skype call my parents while Becca opens her presents. I did and that I- once. My my uh for one year my mother, who was living states away, uh several states away at the time, couldn't uh afford to get down here for Christmas, so she was just on Skype on the computer all morning. Oh, yeah, it was it was it was wasn't quite the same, but it was actually really nice to have her there and uh, talking with us the whole morning. That's yeah, a- I mean, just in general for the distance thing, Skype has been a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. Mm. My mum has seen far more things than she'd have been able to see like ten years ago. Technology is amazing that way. I did my uh, my bridal shower, or not my bridal shower, my baby shower 
um, I, I set up a private Ustream channel and I streamed my baby shower to some of my friends that couldn't make it and wanted to, to be there. <laughs> and some Good of them, idea. Yeah. So why not stream Christmas too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. Why not? I mean, so yeah, I spent all of yesterday wrapping presents essentially and it's the first time I've really wrapped presents. Because as I said, 27 years. I've been with my family, and my mum or my sister have done it. Oh. But this year, I had to myself. So, <laughs> yes, sitting on the so, floor for four right. hours wrapping presents. My back was killing me last night. So, do all the presents just basically have a you know crumple at the top with a bow or a bow <laughs> around it? <laughs> I'm actually kind of proud of it. Oh. I did a pretty good job on the boxed ones. Some of the ones because my mum sent over a huge package of toys and clothes and stuff for Becca, but didn't wrap any of it, and. Having now wrapped all of that, I realized why she didn't wrap it. <laughs> some of it was just a pain. Like yeah. I gave up on a couple of things and just put it in bags. But, but I, I persevered and got it done. There It'll are, be easy for it to open, at least. There's a lot of loose ends in there. there I, a, I genuinely think that some of the designers of toy packages are like evil, like man, just trying to mess with people as, as a group. They're like, oh, I don't know. What should we package this perfectly square toy in. Oh, I know, a, a, a dodecahedron. That sounds good. <laughs> but I'm trying to wrap that. <laughs> um, I can't remember what article. I'm looking for it right now. But it was um, Christmas wrapping hacks. And one of the tips that I thought was really kind of neat for like stuffed animals, like big stuffed animals, get mm-hmm. a red and white checkered um, like plastic tablecloth and you put it around it and you can put it like a bow you know bring it around so you know table you know those vinyl plastic tablecloths sure yeah so that's a good idea i thought that i was like oh you can get those two dollars or something at the at the store yeah so yeah i did actually have to have a a wiki how article up on (laughs) how to wrap presents in general (laughs) because i am that pathetic i couldn't work it out to start with it, oh it, no, it, that's what the internet is for. Oh yeah. So of course BuzzFeed has a 38 clever last minute Christmas hacks to make your life easier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually a really good idea. Use shiny green tinsel to make your Christmas tree look fuller. Oh yeah. yeah. Use uh, those red solo cups to neatly store your ornaments instead of just dumping them all back in. We usually save my, well, my, uh, me, I say we, my wife, the one who's competent, uh, she saves the packaging for most of the ornaments so that we can pack them away uh, uh, without just dumping them in a box and breaking oh, them all. Oh, my yeah. goodness. This one I think is going to change because we decorate outside um, and the lights always get tangled up and we're never as organized putting them away. Wrap your Christmas lights around a hanger. To get them from, ta- you know, like a hanger? Like, you it's know, not a bad idea. Yeah. I, well, I've also heard the trick of uh, rolling them up in something, like in a paper mm. towel or something. Oh, I've never seen the paper towel one. What were you going to say, Chris? Um, I was just going to say that um, we have yet to get our Christmas decorations out, so I, I'm still waiting to see how good a job we did at <laughs> It's always <laughs> funny to see, like, how much, how organized was I that last year? Because there's been a few years that we've gotten really organized where we actually label the boxes and we put blue tape on it and say, this went here, or this went there. Um, this past year was not that. <laughs> this one was just a free-for-all. Found a whole box that Mark even missed. I'm like, we have like all these lights. What? So, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I want to say that we did a good job in packing them away, but I've met me before. <laughs> <laughs> it lights in boxes oh. and then in, in the attic. Awesome. All right, Eric, what do you got for for us? Oh, yes, my ups and downs. Um, I'll start with my down. It's my, my kids, they just keep throwing their heads into hard objects. I don't know what their deal is. Uh, about a week ago, Thaddeus was running around playing, and he often forgets that he's not quite as agile and able to play as much as he wants to. And so he'll trip and fall, and the, <laughs> this time he threw his head into the wall, and he's got a nice big cut kind of thing uh, on his eyebrow and Aww. a little bruise around his eye. It's just like, oh, come on, man. It's, it's hard to see your kids. You need to give him a bucket. And then he can just hit the bucket. Hockey pads. (laughs) Um, And then, uh, what was it, yesterday or the day before, uh, I was telling this story on Mr. Mom. Uh, um, I get a phone call from the school, and they're like, "Uh, are you you Colette's dad? To which I go, oh, geez. Um, I guess she was playing outside, and she tripped and fell and threw her head into the wall. Oh, no. So she got uh, her eyebrow a nice little gash in in her eyebrow and I get to the school and there's blood on her head and I'm just oh I'm starting to freak out I get her home and I cleaned her up thankfully it's it looked a lot scarier than it really was but my kids just keep banging themselves up and it's (laughs) I wish they would stop um yeah that's what they do I suppose uh, that that's been by. I'm sure me that's down. not the last time they'll. Uh... Uh, oh no, <laughs> I, no, they're my they're my children, so they'll bang themselves up. I had a friend who was telling me uh, he's known me since I was very young. He grew up with me, and so he was t- telling me because I was complaining online about my kids banging themselves up, and he's like, you know, this sounds a lot like you when you were a kid, <laughs> and he's absolutely right. I would come home with scrapes and cuts and all the time, to- all the time. So. It's just the mauler way. Did you break any bones when you were a kid? Uh, Once, yes. I broke, at the same time, I broke my wrist and my foot because I decided it would impress a girl to jump off a balcony, which it didn't, but it did break my bones. Ouch. Chris, have you ever broken any bones? Um, Technically, no. (laughs) I think I broke my thumb joint once, like the middle joint in my thumb. Yeah, oh, ouch. I never actually got it checked, so and it healed fine. So I don't know if it was broken or if it just hurt a lot at the yeah. time. <laughs> I've sprained a few ankles, but breaking bones is like one of those fearful things that I always had. Like, oh, I don't want to break any bones. I don't want to break any bones. Like, it just scared me. So, um, did you? Oh, and then you're, my, uh, you're up? my up. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> gotta have it up. Uh, my up is, uh, is that we're, I am done. We are done with the cookie madness. Uh, like you may have heard last time, the, the, we, we uh, cooked a lot of cookies for uh, everybody. What we do, because we can't buy gifts for everyone that we'd like to, is we buy a lot of ingredients and make a whole lot of cookies and we get about a whole bunch of cookie boxes. And Yay. it's great. So this year we made somewhere around 1,200 cookies um, over four days. Uh, 11 or so different varieties of cookies and fudge and uh, muffins as well. <laughs> we put them into somewhere like 36 or 7 different boxes and then two more big boxes for like Christine's work and other stuff. Mm-hmm. And spent about six and a half hours one day delivering the cookie boxes. And it was all a whole lot of fun. It's, this sounds like a, like a terrible, like I know many of you might be going, ugh. 
sounds awful, but actually it's a lot of fun because we're all doing it together and, mm-hmm. and just kind of doing this Christmas thing, listening to Christmas music and baking cookies the whole time. It's great. It's actually a great deal of fun, but now that it's done, I am very glad <laughs> it's done uh, and I can relax and kind of finish up just being in the holidays and just totally soaking it all in. Do you have a favorite Christmas song or album that you guys listen to? My favorite is uh, the Vince Guaraldi trio, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, Charlie Brown Christmas. How about you, Chris? Uh, my favorite individual song is by a, a British band called The Darkness, and they have a song called Christmas Time, which is like a they're, they're like they sound like Queen essentially, and it's their Christmas song. It's from a few years ago. It's uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, mine. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I, I was just going to say my. One of my favorite albums in general is Seth MacFarlane's new Christmas album. That is a really good one. I just bought it this year. I heard uh, that's great. A couple of nights ago. It's really good. It's it's just like listening to, you know, Frank Sinatra or Dean Martin. Yeah. Christmas songs. It's brilliant. My awesome. my favorite Christmas album every year. I just love it so much is The Bare Naked Ladies Christmas. Bare Naked for Christmas, I think it is. <laughs> Um, and they have a song called The Elf's Lament. And oh. it's just, it's a it's with Michael Bublé. I love saying his name, Bublé. I know, that's fun to say. <laughs> um, it's Michael Bublé and the Bare Naked Ladies, of course. And it's from the perspective of the elves and how mistreated they are. <laughs> <laughs> and how they're trying to get a raise from Santa. It's just a fun, 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 fun song. I love it so much. I it. Always puts me in a good mood listening to that entire album. Because it's funny. It's, I, as it's, I was trying to fall asleep last night, for some reason I got in this thought, this line of thinking where I was wondering like what it was like for the elves and if they would like collect together as a union. That's exactly – that's what it talks about. You've, have oh, you really? Heard, have you heard the song? No, I don't know. I don't think I have. But I just couldn't get this thought out of my head like of elves complaining to each other about Santa always coming in and barking orders and <laughs> – I don't know. <laughs> Let me. I, okay, they have it on YouTube. Let me see if uh, if it'll play without a s- silly uh, ad on it because there's a fun part to this song. Of course, there's an ad. <laughs> <laughs> there's always an ad now. So this is. Oy. I'm a man of reason, and they say. Tis the season to be jolly, but it's folly when you volley for position. Never in existence has there been such a resistance to ideas meant to free us. If you could see us, then you'd listen. Toiling through the ages, making toys on garnished wages. There's no union, we're only through when we outdo the competition. <laughs> I make toys, but I've got aspirations. Make some noise, use your imagination. Girls and boys, before you wish for what you wish for, there's a list for who's been naughty or nice, but consider the price to an elf. So, yeah, that's just a little <laughs> bit of the song. It's one of my favorites. That's so. really great. Yeah, they talk um, about the union and everything. <laughs> I actually did an episode quite like that a few years ago. It's one of their Stewie and Brian go off on an adventure episodes. It's called The Road to the North Pole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that one. That's a great yeah. one. 
get to to the North Pole and it's like sweatshop conditions and exactly. Santa's like ill because of the overwork. He There's has like to do. toxic waste on the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny episode. Uh, all right. Well, um, before we we started the show, Eric and I were talking about what were we talking about? Um, oh, passwords uh, and like. Well, I was, I was, I don't know how it came up, but we were talking about uh, what the preparations we might need to make in this technical age if one of us were like incapacitated. Right. And our wife or spouse uh, needed to deal with passwords and all that. Because we've we've talked about on the show, there's a website called getyourshittogether.org. That's, <laughs> right. That is the that is the URL, <laughs> um, and it has some checklists. But I, it was funny because you brought it up, and I wanted to bring it up on the show because um, I just recently started subscribing to Wired magazine again, and they have an article which uh, I'll link in the show notes. Um, that it's titled "The Startup That Lets You Communicate from Beyond the Grave." Ooh. And it's a website called Death Switch. So sounds like an awesome metal band. I know, right? Death <laughs> or, Switch. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um. So and and the the guy who made this website, I guess, got an, uh, the idea. They talk about the train engineer. If a train engineer died suddenly on the job, poof, he would instantly swap out for a lifeless lump of matter, which while the huge steel machine that he's driving keeps barreling down the tracks to get around this problem, the rail comes to divide a death man switch, a pressurized sensitive lever or pedal held up by the engineer as he drives. So they kind of got, you know, so what happens on, I mean, these are, these are things we have to think about. Um, and so what this website does, it periodically talks to, sends you an email and you have to put in your own personal password to say, yeah, I'm still here. If, if you don't respond, sorry, if you don't respond back, then there's all this encrypted stuff that then goes out to who you, whether it be letters, people are setting up like things to go out for, you know, many, many years out, of course, getting all of your passwords to the proper person. We, We live in a very digital world. Um, nowadays. So um, I, I just found out about this last night. I was, I was reading the article. I'm like, whoa, death switch. That's a, that's an interesting concept. A really great idea. Yeah. The so, way, uh, the way we've kind of prepared for it, if you can call it that, is we use one password. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, that's what we use that as well. So, you know, we've got all our passwords stored away and I've given Christy in my one password is my wife's one password. <laughs> to her one password like vault <laughs> and in hers is the password to my one right, password right. and she's also you know how on the new iPhones uh, you can put up to five fingerprints mm-hmm. yep. in yep. so my fifth fingerprint is hers so if she needs to get into my phone she can just with her right. thumb and doesn't have to worry about that that's kind of our uh, it's not much preparation but it's something um, she'd probably it's you know we've done so <laughs> I mean, it's stuff that you just don't really think about. I mean, I know it's a morbid topic, but it it's a necessary topic. Yeah. Um, especially in the digital world that we live in nowadays. And I think that's what the woman who, who put together that Get Your Shit Together website, that's the reason. I mean, she basically relied on her husband for everything, handling everything. And then she was like, I don't know anything of what's been set up or anything like that. I think the the added bonus to something like this death switch is that not only can you handle, you know, the, 
the business end, but you can also add in the personal side of it too. You know, you can write a letter, you can, you can actually kind of, there was a movie, I can't remember what movie it was, where the girl, um, her, he was, her husband, I think, had passed away, and he set up all, like, almost a number of letters to be given to her at specific times, but actual letter letters. Mm. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the movie, but it reminds me of, of something like that. Yeah, a, on that note, there's an amazing show on Netflix now called Black Mirror. Oh, I want to see this show! One of the episodes, it's the first episode of the second season, is exactly Is this. it? Is it? She, uh, it's like a young couple, they're just married, they move into a house in the countryside, and he ends up passing away in a like road accident. Um, and she finds this service where she puts all of his like text messages, his tweets, his Facebook status updates into this service, and it can talk to her as uh, if it were him. Oh, wow. Wow. And it just kind of escalates from there. It's fantastic. Oh, I gotta see I, this. I hear it's like the Twilight Zone for our generation. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It's all Ooh. very dystopian, and yeah. here's what's wrong with that generation and stuff like that. I can't Ooh. wait to watch the show! Adding um, it to my queue yeah. right now. Yeah, I think it was Rachel McAdams in the, in the movie that I was thinking about. Um, I was just kind of looking through. No, about time. She was in that, and that was a wonderful movie, too. Um, no, maybe it wasn't Rachel McAdams. Anyway, I'll find it. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> I always do that. Uh, all right. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to quickly bring that up. And uh, the, the other thing I just wanted to mention, I had another article that I had found, and I really found endearing. It's a article called Playing With My Son, an Experiment in... Focused nostalgia and questionable parenting, and what what this guy did was he exposed his son to um, the old system. So at age four, instead of going to like the you know PS4 or anything like that, he introduced him to Atari uh, like classic arcade games and an Atari twenty six hundred, and they played through like the entire. Uh, a ton of video games in that uh, console. And then they moved up. So as he's getting older, he's being exposed to the next generation. Um, So he lists out all the games like Pac-Man. And then he gets, so after the 2600, um, he only helps them a little bit now and then. Um, Then they move to the NES. And then uh, he, what was it? Um, after NES, it was the Super Nintendo or Nintendo 64, and so on and so forth, to the point where he gets to, he's eight years old, and he starts playing Spelunky, and he beats Spelunky. <laughs> it's, it's crazy to see this. I think it's brilliant. It's so, so interesting. I love this article. I'd seen it, too. And I, and I had heard in people discussing the article that he kind of got a little flack what? For doing this, yeah, some people were all call- saying, "How dare you hold him back from all this great stuff?" And and I just don't He's understand eight. that. And the, the the other thing about it, if you read it, it's clear that the whole time he wasn't just like sticking his kid in front no, of. No, he was playing with them. Yeah, it was it was a together experience. You know, it's it's so such a great idea. I wish I had thought of it. Well, it's it's way too late for my daughter. She's already head head uh, both feet in. See, Mateo is is. He'll be four next year. And so this article inspired me to put one of those emulator 
Atari 2600s on my Christmas list. Nice. <laughs> so we could start playing some Pac-Man together because I think it would be perfect. Sure. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. So I love those old games. I think what a lot a lot of those people who were giving him flack don't realize is that kids of that age don't care about no. the graphical quality of games. They don't no. care about depth. They just care if it's fun. Exactly. And all those classic games are fun. That's why gaming is such a huge industry now. Exactly. Because it got that start. Um, but with this article, no joke. I haven't seen this article. Didn't know about it last week. I had exactly the same idea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I got my start on the Sega Mega Drive, which in America was known as the Genesis. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, like with Sonic the Hedgehog and mm-hmm. Sonic 2 and all of those games. That's what I want her to start with because that's I have such great memories of playing that with my dad and somehow my dad managed to finish Sonic 2 with 99 lives and I have no idea how he did it. <laughs> I don't know how he did it because he is not a gamer at all. And yeah, I've tried to emulate it and copy that level of success but i'm still uh, still trying to get there there's um <laughs> there. i just saw a uh a, a sega one with sonic on it and a whole bunch of other sonic games yeah you can buy a like an old genesis console mm-hmm. or not an old one a new one you, they sell them at bed bath and beyond that's where with, i saw it yeah yep. like 20 bucks you yep. can get it and it's got like 100 games on I, Walmart also has, they have a, a ColecoVision, a, an Atari 2600, and I can't remember what the other one. It might have been a, a Sega. Um, but yeah, I'm seeing those all over the place. I'm like, I need to get one of these. and Because honestly, we play Mario Kart with Mateo, but he doesn't understand. He, always, he just goes in circles. <laughs> he doesn't really <laughs> understand that he needs to go one way. <laughs> and so he's still a little young for that, but he has fun. So we're fine with all of that. Um, all right. Well, let's keep this show moving. I got a couple of toddler translations from Daryl. He'd sent these in a while back and I've just, I haven't had a chance to get them, get them out of the email and put them in is, here. So is this uh, our, is yeah, our, Pants yeah, frog pants, Daryl. Uh, he's but, kicking my butt and in words with friends and I'm like two weeks behind on my turn and I feel super bad. So sorry, Daryl. I'll get to it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Daryl sent in a couple of clips of Jeremy when he was four. So this is a, a clip of Jeremy at age four listening to ELR, uh, listing the ELR host. So ELR is Extra Life Radio. It was uh, Scott Johnson's, basically his his first show. Um and here's Jeremy saying the host's name. It's so cute. Uh, Scott Johnson and <laughs> Brian Dunaway and uh, Obsidian. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> Obsidian. Obsidian. I want the headphones on now so I can hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Jeremy. And then uh, he sent us another clip, and he said it was this is a part of a nine minute. Um, thank you for not sending the nine minutes, <laughs> Daryl. Uh, but apparently, uh, during bath time, he likes to negotiate. So here's his, his bath time. And, and, his, and the other story. guys were trying to find him t- too. But he was all locked up in jail, they couldn't find him. He was locked up in jail, and all oh, the other guys were sad because cause they, they didn't, didn't get to ride the other rides because they were, were, tra- were busy right now, so they had to get a different ride. 
Want to take a bath? No. You don't? <laughs> He's telling <laughs> stories. And then, there was something that happened. Some paper fell on a crayon, and the crayons start rolling off the table. And, did you know what happened? <laughs> so he apparently tells and weaves these stories to avoid bath time. <laughs> Brilliant. That's amazing. Uh, Just so, like flat no when I yeah, was. No. Want, uh, nope. But <laughs> did you know the guys? <laughs> so Daryl, thanks for sending those in. That was really adorable. All right. Uh, let's move over to some family game night. This is part of the show where we just talk about what's bringing the families together, whether it be board games, apps, and there was a huge sale on board games on Amazon. I have to stay off Amazon. I'm I'm buying way too much stuff when it's on sale. Um, and I they had a, a number of great board games for like 50% off. So I picked up Love Letter and Timeline and a number of games that just got really good reviews. And uh, we're, you know, pretty affordable with the 50% off. Um, but yeah, I haven't played those yet, but I have a feeling they're going to be a lot of fun during the holidays. So, uh, Chris, do you have, are you uh, playing any games? I would think that your, your little one isn't necessarily playing games right now, but you never know. Yeah, she's not really old enough for games at the moment. When she's <laughs> older, we definitely plan on getting her into games. I need someone to play couch co-op with, so she's getting into games. <laughs> Um, but I, I wanted to give some games for parents to play because that's been a lifesaver for me over the last year, just being able to sink myself into a game at night. Uh So I want to start off with a little, um, a little indie game on the Xbox one. I don't know if it's anywhere else, but I know it's on Xbox one. It's called chariot. Um, it was a free game last month and essentially you play a prince or a princess, um, carrying the King's essentially hearse to his final resting place but you have to go across these obstacles and you get to like lasso yourself to the this chariot thing mm-hmm. and it over hills and up it's all platform based it's all like 2d side scroll platform so there's all kinds of puzzles in there it's a great little game with you know funny dialogue great sound effects it's i cannot uh, oh the but, artwork is really cute i was gonna say this is super great artwork oh it's on steam as well yeah and it's two-player couch co-op and it's yeah, I can't recommend it enough. It's so much fun, and I've only played it by myself at the moment, and it's fun just one player. Neat. If that's, if that's how you choose to roll, um, but and then I wanted to give a shout out to Diablo Three as oh, well. Oh yeah, that's a great oh, game. Because yeah. I think one of the main problems playing as a parent is you need a game that you can just walk away from mm-hmm. given moment and not have to worry about where you are, not have to worry about saving. And so Diablo 3 has been a lifesaver because you can just play it for 10 minutes, get some loot, kill some stuff, and then walk away and then go back to it in an hour. And also the couch co-op. That's amazing. Do you play it on the console or are you uh, on PC with the Diablo 3? I have it on my 360. Uh, so I don't, not many other people have it on the 360. So I have I it on my PS4. And I really, yeah. I really like it on the PS4. I keep meaning to get the upgrade to Xbox One, but I just don't know if I can afford it. There's other yeah. games out that I want more yeah. than a game I've already got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I have to say, with the expansion to World of Warcraft, it's weird because I feel like I'm playing a multiplayer, uh, you know, MMO alone. Yeah, I love it. I do too. It's so great. <laughs> I love it. Like, 
I mean, I love MMOs, and but I also like the feeling that I could just do my garrison and do all the little things, and I'm just and I have no pressure, you know. I don't know. It's 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 a really different take in in Warcraft. And yeah, I, I'm I think a lot of thing, a lot of the things that um, MMOs struggle with is trying to make you feel like you are the big hero, right? A lot of games say, oh, here comes this great hero and 50 of his equally powered friends. You know, but with with Warlords of Draenor, you do feel like you're the only one in Draenor yeah. making friends. Well, it's it, such an achievement for them to have done that. And you run around the town and it's like, there's Neoladin. She's the best paladin ever. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> so they're all ch- chanting my name and cheering for me and yeah i I, that's right i I just i never really thought of it like that that kind of i'm the big hero it's kind of cool i'm loving the expansion is there any anything else you got for us uh no that was it to be honest my game time has been taken up by world of warcraft i haven't played a single game other than that and assassin's creed unity in the last three weeks you need to play tales from the borderlands I do need to play that. And it was out on iOS. Yes, it is on iOS. Game of Thrones as well is on uh, iOS. So Telltale came out with both of those. And yes, here's, um, here's my thing, because Papers, Please was also just released. Yep. So I had a decision to make. Do I want to go down the route of getting one of the Telltale games and have a game which I have to sit and play for hours? Or do I want to get Papers, Please, which is the same amount of money, but I can just jump in? The Telltale games, though... I mean, it's you're you're paying for the story. It's not like amazing gameplay. It's like you're you're being brought into that immersive world. So whether it's in Pandora with the the Borderland game, or in uh, Game of Thrones, I mean, it's just a very immersive type. They've kind of gotten rid of like the actual game mechanics, and I'm okay with that. Like it doesn't bother me at all. Like their storytelling is so freaking amazing that I'm just I. I love it. I love, love, love what they did with Borderlands and, and Game of Thrones on uh, on both of those um, new games. So I highly recommend them. If you, and it's like an hour, two hours max for the chapters. So the first chapters, the only negative and the only downside is you're just you're going to love it so much that you're going to be like, when's chapter two coming out? When's chapter two coming out? Yeah, and that's that, why I, I waited with The Walking Dead until everything was released oh. and the whole thing. Did you do The Wolf Among Us? I did not. I haven't done it yet. Oh, you got to do that one too. <laughs> That's another great one. <laughs> yeah, like I said, World of Warcraft. Yeah, I, I know. But, you know, you can't take World of Warcraft to the bathroom. I guess you well, could. Well, laptop, so. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you just painted a lovely picture for everyone. <laughs> All right, Eric, how about you? you? Got any games for us? Uh, well, um, I haven't really been playing much new, nor has Colette. Uh, one new game she's been playing, and I've been playing on the iPhone, is Alcazar. It's uh, just a little puzzle game. It's a logic problem kind of puzzle game. You have to, uh, I mean, you've probably seen these in those little uh, logic problems, mm-hmm. paper things. It's You have to draw, draw a line through every square and make it from an entrance to an exit. And they increase in complexity as you go along, and it gets more and more difficult, but it's a lot of fun. It's just just kind of basic logic. And there's a really great uh, iPhone version that just got released. It's free, and then you have to pay for the full version. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole lot of levels um, before you have to do that, and it's it's a lot of fun. And 
it uh, younger kind of you know uh, five six year olds could probably figure it out because it's just you look at what's going on and you can you can understand and uh, it's a fun game Colette likes it I like it uh, if you like little logicy pro- uh, puzzles like that and then uh, the rest of the stuff she's been playing I've told uh, you know same old stuff Minecraft uh, uh, little bit planet all that but she has uh, for the, a long time now been a big fan of this YouTube person who I thought I'd share because uh, I know that uh, as parents we're often looking we're, we're always on the lookout for uh, what our kids are watching and mm-hmm. we want to make sure it's not inappropriate or anything and our kids are that younger generation are very much into let's play videos and watching uh, personalities on YouTube play video games and some of those people kind of are a little crass mm-hmm. maybe for our tastes so it's hard. It can be hard to find someone who you feel comfortable letting them watch. And there's a guy named Stampy Longhead, Stampy Cat. <laughs> I think I've heard of this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he does a, a new video almost every day, and he plays games like Minecraft. He plays Disney Infinity. He plays uh, what's the other one like Disney Infinity? Uh, oh, Skylanders. Skylanders. Yeah. He plays The Sims Four. And it's just him and his buddies. They're all chatting it up, and they're always very sweet and cute and funny. And there's they're never at all crass or mean or anything. It's just kind of it's it's like pure. He's he seems to be running on pure unfiltered joy. Aww. The guy he's he's very very energetic. He's very uh, talky. I don't know. He never s- seems to breathe in. So you have to be able to take that like. Um, <laughs> Fair warning, you'll, yeah. you'll, after a while, you may want to like turn it off and break the TV because it's just like, oh, I need a break. But uh, <laughs> if your kid wants to watch YouTube videos of Minecraft and stuff like that, Stampy Longhead, Stampy Cat is a great one for kids because you're, you're not going to be worried about what he might say or might show. It's right. all going to be fine. And uh, the, my daughter just loves it. One of her things on her, on her uh, Christmas list this year may have been the top one was to get like a plushy Stampy Cat doll because she's that into Stampy wow. Cat. Wow. That's, yeah. that's a good YouTube channel then. Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, cool. Uh, well, I have a couple of apps. Um, most kids love goldfish, right? It's ridiculous how, how much. Sure. Mateo is a goldfish fiend. Uh, and goldfish knows this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they actually just released a app. I found it. It was in a magazine. And it's a little, it's just a free app. It's called Get Gilbert, which is the name of the main goldfish. Oh, really? <laughs> and you take the little goldfish and you collect other little goldfish. You just use your finger to kind of trace the maze and you get them to his spot. You collect the little goldfish and the little star. It's simple, easy, um, and it's adorable, but it's puzzles. So, it's a like a maze, and it gets harder and harder as as each level you you. Uh, but uh, Goldfish released this little Get Gilbert game, and Mateo loves it. It's so and it's so cute, and it's free. So <laughs> if you like Goldfish, of course, then he wants to, he wants he goes, give me Goldfish, please. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just what Becca needs. Enough <laughs> to, eat, to eat Goldfish. <laughs> Practically all she eats already. I know. I, I have found myself on many occasions after getting goldfish for my kids, suddenly shoving handfuls of it into my <laughs> face after giving them some as well. <laughs> my wife tells me off for that because they're for her. 
Gold or Fabeca, I should say. But, yeah. But Daddy has a lot of goldfish. Goldfish. <laughs> um, and then uh, for the holidays, there's uh, we're a big, big fan of the Toka games. Love, I pretty much love anything Toka comes out with. And they usually release um, some free ones kind of to show – you know, it's basically their gateway into the Toka series. Like, hey, check out this this app. And this one is the Toka Hair Salon Christmas Gift. And it's free. You can download it. And you're styling Santa's hair. Oh, we have this one. This <laughs> and great. a Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, and it's adorable. And it's cute. And it's free. And uh, yeah, it's it's it, it basically shows you what the normal Toka hair salon would be if you were to to buy the upgraded version of of the hair salon, which I recommend. We that's a it's a great little app. It's it's fun. Mateo cuts the hair and then he grows the hair and then he curls the hair and then he loves to wash and blow dry. Like to and the blow dryer sends her hair straight up. And then you can especially for the the males, you can you can actually make their facial hair grow. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really cute. So yeah, Toka Hair Salon Christmas gift. Uh, and honestly, we've just been playing a lot of putting together a lot of puzzles. So we've upgraded um Mateo's he's passed just the the single puzzle where you would like the Melissa and Doug puzzles where it's like one thing that you put in one slot. He is now into the actual you know, square puzzle where you have to fit all of the pieces together. Puzzle and, proper. Yeah, you know, classic puzzle. So I, um, we've been doing those that we had like a, I had a, a cars one that we put together. It was a little challenging to put together. I had to help him because it was, it had a hologram. So the pieces kept changing and I'm like, Ooh. oh, this is hard for me. So, but it was, it was cute. Uh, and, uh, I think I mentioned it on the last show. We every day we are bringing down the Star Wars Lego Advent Calendar. Oh yeah! And it's so cool to see him know exactly what day it is. He'll go sixteen, sixteen. Today's sixteen. I'm like, all right, buddy, get sixteen. And uh, he'll pop it open. He couldn't pop them open at first, but now he's figured them out. So he can pop them all open. And every day is a new Lego. And honestly, Mark's been loving it just as much as Mateo. Oh, I'm definitely getting the Lego one next year. They're we great. did the classic chocolate chocolate one again this year. But, oh, man, that Lego one sounds tons better. And you get really cool, like, minifigures. So this one has a um, Darth Vader in a Santa suit. <laughs> <laughs> and like a C-3PO made into a Christmas tree and it's it's <laughs> adorable. So uh yeah, those are really a lot of fun. So you can find them on Amazon, but I think they they kind of up the prices that are on Amazon. I'm not sure if they still have them in the Lego store, but they might, you know. And you can basically open up what's today? Today's the uh 17. 17th. 17th, so you can open 17 all at once. To get That's caught a up, point, uh, yeah. hmm. Hmm. a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, well, let's. Uh, we're running a little long, but I got a few emails uh, in our solicited advice. Uh, we got a follow up email from David. Uh, he says, "Hi, Nicole and company. I wrote you a while back about my freshly minted dad anxieties, and you guys discussed it on the podcast. I really appreciate that and got a lot out of it. Since then, we've had our baby girl." Amelia, going on two, uh, two weeks ago, my biggest fear was being ignorant, pre- 
uh, parents, but nothing could have prepared us for how naive uh, we feel instead. Your podcast, though, has been crucial in reminding reminding me that every child, pregnancy, parent, etc., is different, and there's really no such thing as a fully prepared parent. This Ain't is that the truth. I know it's so true. Um, I, honestly, I didn't. I don't think I read a single book. I watched a uh, like the Pregnancy for Dummies. That was about it. Um, because I knew I wouldn't retain anything until I was like in it. And that was when I started doing my research and reading books and things like that. Um, and it even goes on. I might as well spent the, the past nine months reading Jurassic Park to refresh myself on chaos theory rather than all the what to expect mumbo jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> to a degree, we're just dealing with a plush Tamagotchi for now. But once she really starts showing emotions, interactions, getting mobile, we're in deep doo-doo. Ah, no, you'll figure it out. Um, when she looks at you, you can see she's working things out. It's comfortable knowing it's pretty much everyone's experience. Uh, in my email, I complained about the lack of resources for dads. My problem is I just wasn't asking the right questions. There's not a lot of information for dads about pregnancy before labor because, well, there's not a lot for dads to do besides educate themselves. Once the baby comes, there are fantastic resources. Uh, personal favorites have been Be Prepared, a practical handbook for new dads, and he links to the Amazon. So I'll put all this in the show notes. A baby owner's manual and a show dad how. Um, that last one seems to stray away from the fact, uh, from fact into t- uh, wives' tales or just plain information, but it's amusing. Uh, my advice for expecting parents, though, don't skip birthing basics class. They may feel pointless, but it was a huge part of making me feel prepared for the hospital part. Um, he also talked about, uh, I had uh, recommended that Pregtastic podcast. He said, even though it hasn't aired a new episode in two years, it was great help in the anticipation of the birth, birthing process. In return, I'll point you to uh, Slate's Mom and Dad Are Fighting podcast. They cover more academic and controversial topics about children in very intelligent NPR-like ways. Uh, so thanks for everything. And he sent a few pictures and adorable. I love it. Um, so David, I'm so glad everything's working out. It's just, it's a while. You know, it is a roller coaster ride. I always think of that scene in Parenthood at the very end when Steve Martin is at the holiday play and the crazy chaos is happening and he's on and it, it, it symbolizes like I didn't get it when I first watched that movie because I was much, much younger. But I totally get that scene now where it just feels like a roller coaster and and you just got to sometimes enjoy that crazy ride. You got to so. jump on and put your hands up and go, woo! Woo-hoo! <laughs> well, I will say this for any like people who are expecting, expecting kids. You know, you will feel like you're going to get this bombarded with stuff right at oh, the start. Yeah. But it's not quite like that. Everyone thinks they're going to learn. They're going to need to learn everything yeah. they need to know right then when the baby's born. But you learn as you go. Yeah. Like when... Before Becca was born, you know, we didn't do any of the birthing classes. You know, we didn't really read any books. We had what to expect when you're expecting, but we barely opened it. Yeah. Um, And then after Becca was born, we just kind of fell into the routine and you just learn as you go. Once you've got your routine set up, you'll be fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know about either of you, but there was a moment that I just kind of had. Because at first, when you're a very new parent, it's you have your old life. And 
when you start getting into your routines, I think there was a time where I was, I was getting, getting ready to get Mateo's bath and I just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. This is my life from here on out. And I kind of, I, I, I was crying and I was more, I think I was mourning my old life and not that I would ever give this life up, but my old life, I really enjoyed too. And there's nothing wrong with that, that feeling, especially if you're brand new to it, where you just go, oh, it's, we're just, it's a new normal now and coming yeah. to terms with that and finding your way and making what works. And again, we talk about this all the time. Not everything not everything that would work for me may work for Eric or Chris. So you just and stop with all the guilt. <laughs> I, t- I too have had um, – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, it's just like you know any stage in life. When, like when I left school and started mm-hmm. working, I really missed the days when I'd go to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's anything that happens in your life that changes it that significantly, you're going to look back fondly on the old stuff. Yeah. So don't feel bad about wanting to be able to spend all day playing games. You know, I still <laughs> want to do that. I actually do do that. Yeah. But yeah, just don't try not to guilt yourself into feeling bad about that. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah. What were you going to say, Eric? Oh, uh, I was just going to say I too have had uh, several moments where suddenly I'm I'm hit with that bittersweet twinge of oh yeah so this is new and this is the new normal mm-hmm. and the old thing is gone and that's sad but I'm happy to have this and as my uh, my older you know my daughter has grown up I've also seen glimpses of the future where oh my new life coming in the future will be somewhat similar to my old life mm-hmm. you know I'm going to be able to once again go out to movies yeah. I'm going to eventually once again have more time for games mm-hmm. and more time for me and. You know, this isn't like a permanent state of just dealing with crying baby. Right. This is a, this is just a part of my life, and I'm going to move on through it. And I, and honestly, there a lot of times I'll crawl into bed with Mateo, and you'll see people going, "Oh, you should never do that." I'm like, guess what? He's not going to want to do this for very long in the yeah. big picture. And I kind of like cuddling up next to sure. him and falling asleep, and I'm okay with it. And as long as I'm okay with it, and he's okay with it then we're okay with it. <laughs> but if you choose not to do that, that's that's your thing. That's okay. But um it's just for me, I I know I have a small window when he, you know, I realize he's not going to be like this and as I see him getting older, he's already an independent kid anyway, so I take my cuddles wherever I can get them. <laughs> as you should. <laughs> Reminds me of the Goldbergs. Have you, do you watch that show the Goldbergs? Mm-mm. Oh, you have to watch this show. Chris, do you watch it? No, I don't. Oh, you have to watch it. The the mother is um she's from Reno 911 and um she was in Bridesmaids too. She's such a funny actress. But she's the overbearing mom and it all takes place in the 80s. Um and she's always wanting cuddles from her kids and the kids are like, "Eh, mom, get away." <laughs> so, that's what I think about when Matteo getting older and he's not going to want any snuggles anymore. So, Yeah, I think I think there were a few nights just after Becca was born, where she slept in a in a crib or in a travel cot, but she spends every night in bed with us. So yeah, there's there's a number of ways that there's so many ways to do the sleep and sleep training, and oh, uh, you could, I mean, people write entire books on that, and people like make a lot of money for desperate it's, parents that are trying to do it at a certain it, way. You know, it seems impossible to me that. Every parent hasn't had their kid in their bed overnight just because out of necessity yeah. more than anything. At least sometimes. He doesn't like going in, in our bed. 
he always wants me in his ah. bed, which which is why we upgraded to a twin mattress because I got tired of laying in a toddler <laughs> bed. <laughs> so we so we did uh, we we had Colette in our bed for a while um, when uh, when she was very very little, and then uh, and we transferred her her out eventually, but it was fine. It's not like she's weird yeah, right <laughs> no. No, and, and thaddeus for uh, for uh like a little while we had him in in there with us as well just because that's how we felt like going with it and now he sleeps in the crib and it's all good yep. all good oh, I- there are there are so many reports now on the benefits of bed sharing of having the the infant sleeping with the mother so much connection and bonding uh, happens i could in that. i could Time. be on the flip side and tell you how many reports i read about not doing that too yeah this i yeah there is also the, yeah. the downside of it obviously it's a huge cause of uh of sids and stuff mm-hmm. so there is the downside but the benefits are just you know my wife said she wouldn't do it any other way yeah uh all right well let's move on i don't want to create a two-hour <laughs> show <laughs> sorry such great conversations hey, it's year end this is gonna have to last uh the listeners for a while so they can right. break, they can break it up in chunks right um I, we got a really funny email from mark he said uh we apologize for Ka- caillou hello fellow nerd parents you and your guests <laughs> made the comment about how much you hated the canadian children's show called caillou as a canadian i sincerely apologize <laughs> I share your hatred of the show. In fact, I've never met any parent that can listen to that whiny kid for more than a couple minutes before pleading with their child to change the channel. Uh, Are you sure you don't want to watch Animal Mechanicals for the 12th time today? Maybe even Teletubbies. Anything. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) keep up the great work. And I'm sorry. So very, very sorry, (laughs) Mark. It's so funny. I got a. I went through a Chick Fil A, and we got some chicken nuggets, and they give out board books, and it was a Caillou board book, and I'm like, oh hell no, and I threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> it just teaches kid to be the kid whines. That's the problem, and the I think it because I think Mateo watched it one time, and then he started whining. I'm like, where? What? Okay, we're never watching that show again. <laughs> so Colette has still not ever seen that show, and we're going to keep that going. <laughs> uh, by the way, Animal Mechanicals is a great show. Mar- Mateo loves that show. You can watch that on streaming Netflix right now. Um, have you ever seen Animal Animal Mechanicals? I haven't. Yeah, you should, you should show it to Colette. It's really cute. I will. Because they're all about, I can do it, and then they... <laughs> shapeshift and do flying and stuff like that so it's the same i think it's the same company that makes bow on the go oh okay yeah so we also have a email from sarah uh a while back we were talking about what you know this next generation is going to be called uh, like the i generation or something like that and she said may i humbly submit the term gen i <laughs> for that term so that seems appropriate yeah, gen i that's a good one. They're all yeah. going to reminisce when they're older about, oh, remember playing on my old iPhone 4, my, my mom's <laughs> iPhone 4, playing Angry Birds. Angry Birds, yeah. Oh, you remember when you had to use your fingers? Oh, <laughs> th- that's such a baby's toy. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that does it for a show. Thank, thanks so much to everybody that hung out with us in the Frog Pants chat room. <laughs> Um, and of course, Chris, thanks for hanging out just the last minute. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. 
Um, we just want to say thank you also to alphageekradio.com for letting us broadcast this live. Uh, when we do record a show, <laughs> that's what we uh, we try to stream it live over at alphageekradio.com. There's a ton of other shows, of course, in that lineup if you want to explore some other awesome content. And also big thanks to choremonster.com for uh, sponsoring this episode and doghousesystems.com uh, for PC. So if you use the code NERD, you can get a free upgrade of 120 gigabyte solid state drive. Uh, let's see. You can reach all of us. You can find all of us on Twitter. You can find me at Nicole Spag. You can find Eric at Eric Mahler. And Chris, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at Alakar, A-L-L-A-K-A-R. And then, of course, your Glitch podcast is, is it the Glitch um, The show com? called The Glitch. The, uh, the, here's the thing. When I started the show, a lot of people already took the name Glitch on Twitter. Well, so. of course. <laughs> so, yeah, the Twitter handle is at Glitchcast. That yep. You can find us. The, the website is glitchshow.podbean.com. There you go. I'll put all this in the in the show notes in case anybody wants to check out your awesome gaming podcast. Uh, you can also send us an email directly, nerdparents at gmail.com, or you can check out all the show notes and past episodes over at nerdparents.com. Uh, so we're going to be taking a break because it is the holidays, and I am an exhausted mommy. <laughs> So uh, we'll be back in January for some more nerd parent goodness. So, Eric, thank you so much for hanging out. Always a pleasure. Chris, thank you. Uh, Cleo is traveling right now. Cleo would have been with us, but she's traveling right now. So we're sending our love out to Cleo um, for the, the new year as well. So thank you, everyone, for hanging out. And we'll talk with you in a year. Wait, no. <laughs> next year <laughs> next year next year <laughs> all right bye happy holidays Christmas. in my little intro that i started a new podcast you did what did you yeah. what, what podcast did you start it's a video game music podcast oh cool what's it called eric's vg mixtape oh that's awesome <laughs> you put it in the show notes i'll add it in there and i will Let's and i'll add it. this to the the ending